mindset helps you be consistent and resilient and it helps you keep moving forward in spite of obstacles. And when you're good at that, you become really valuable to your company because it's not about never feeling doubt. It's not about feeling perfect all the time. It's not about feeling amazing every single day. It's about knowing that no matter how you feel, no matter what difficult obstacle comes up, no matter how much self-doubt you're experiencing, you are going to move forward and you are going to move forward powerfully. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in. If you are new to the Art of Speaking Up podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you found it. My name is Jess, and I am a New York Times featured podcast host. I am also a career coach for ambitious women. My mission is to offer women tools, support, inspiration, and resources to help them thrive and step into big leadership positions in their corporate careers. I had a corporate career in the nine to five space and I majorly, majorly struggled. And as soon as I started my career out in the corporate world, I expected (laughs) to go in feeling amazing and confident. And I don't know about you, but I did like a lot of like clothes shopping and preparing myself with this vision of like how confident I was gonna be and how amazing it was gonna feel. And I was so excited about my outfits and my heels and my purse and all the stuff. (laughs) And when I got there, it wasn't exactly what I was expected. And I really struggled with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. I struggled to really show people around me that I had what it takes to lead. And I had to do a ton of inner work to grow my confidence and really learn how to take up space, how to have a bigger voice, and how to make the impact that I wanted to make in my corporate career and put myself on a path to promotion and on a path to executive roles. And I was able to put myself on that path and figure out a lot of things and build a shiz load of confidence and really create a career that I was super proud of. But I felt like there was a huge hole, like a huge missing piece out there when it came to supporting women in building confidence and really thriving as leaders. And I started this podcast because I wanted to fill that hole. And I wanted to share not just career advice, not just advice to help you develop as a leader and grow your confidence and improve your communication skills, but I also wanted to share deeper reflections and deeper advice and help on some of the internal challenges that so many women face. Challenges like doubting yourself, feeling like you're not enough, feeling like other people know more than you, feeling like you're going to be found out and people are going to see that you're not really as competent as they think you are. There's so many internal emotional struggles that we face that aren't talked about, and I am determined to talk about them on this show, and that's why I started this podcast, because I thought it was really unhealthy to pretend like everything's okay all the time 
And what I've realized through doing this show, through my own growth, through coaching now, probably over 100 women at this point, I haven't counted, but the number's really getting up there. What I've learned is that through talking about our struggles openly and honestly and facing them and looking at what's really there, that's how we build lasting confidence. It's not by pretending everything's okay. It's by having the courage to look at what is feeling hard and to learn to work through it. That is what I'm ultimately here to help you do because as you do that, you will feel so strong inside and so unstoppable. And that is just the perfect segue into today's episode because today I am talking to you about the framework that I use to coach my clients. So if you've been listening to this show for a little bit, you know that I'm a coach and I support my clients right now in a couple different ways. I support my clients through one-on-one private coaching where I have a very small number of clients that I meet with pretty much weekly to help them build confidence and achieve the success they want in their corporate careers. And I also work with my clients in my group program, the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which is a small group program where I support my clients in building their confidence and really taking their verbal communication to the next level so that they can be crisp, polished, concise, and impressive when they speak. And in both of those settings, when I'm coaching my clients, I do it with a very specific framework. I have my own framework and my own philosophy for what facilitates the best results when it comes to your professional success. And this episode is all about that framework because it's going to help you understand What are the big unlockers to your own growth? I've been doing this for a while now. I've seen so many patterns, and I really want to help you try to spot some of your own patterns so you can get clear in your mind on what is going to help you take your career to the next level and what is going to help you build big confidence, because it's not always what you think it is. So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about my two-part coaching framework and the two areas where you really want to be building your capacity and building your capability. And after I walk you through that two-part framework, I'm going to talk through some of the ways that I see people getting stuck and some ways that you can leverage this two-part framework that I'm going to teach you to help yourself get unstuck so that you have actionable tips that you can implement and so that you have a clear view of your path forward. Because the truth is, growth and change is hard. It is not easy. Building confidence is not an easy, straightforward thing. If it was, everyone would be doing it and they'd be doing it quickly and they'd be really good at it. And if you feel like you're struggling and your confidence isn't growing as fast as you want to and your career isn't growing as fast as you want to and you aren't growing as fast as you want to, I just want to let you know that that's 100% normal. You're exactly right in the middle of the bell curve where most of us are, where change and growth takes time and it's complicated. And my job as a coach is to help simplify it, help demystify it, help you not have to figure it out on your own, help you get through the muck and the stickiness of trying to bring out that more confident version of you, that strong leader inside you that you know is there, but you're having troubles accessing. Okay, so when I'm supporting my clients, this is true for both my one-on-one work and my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. This is my philosophy. This is my framework. This is how I do what I do. 
I am supporting them in two different ways. The first way is I'm helping them build their skills. And the second way is I'm helping them strengthen their mindset. So I'm going to briefly explain the difference between skills and mindset. And then I'm going to talk you through a way of looking at both of these that I think is going to help you see if you might be getting in your own way and help you feel empowered to take steps that are going to help your confidence and your career grow in a genuine, sustainable way. Okay, so skills are the very technical things that we need to know to be good at our jobs. So there are some skills that are going to be very specific to whatever vertical you're in inside your company. If you're a marketer, you have certain marketing skills. If you're an engineer, you have certain engineering skills. So there are skills that are specific to where you sit and what your department is. And then there are broader skills like leadership skills, like communication skills, like interpersonal skills. Those are skills that transcend all roles and all functions, and those are the skills that I help my clients with. Skills like executive communication, skills like leadership, skills like conflict resolution, skills like assertive communication. Those are skills that cut across all different roles, whether you're a marketer or a strategist or an IT or really whatever type of work you do. There are certain foundational skills that will really help you thrive in a corporate environment. Those are the skills that I help my clients with. But it doesn't stop there. There's also mindset. Here's how I think about mindset. Here's the simplest way to think about mindset. Our brains can just be a-holes sometimes. Like the human mind, is. this is like so sad to think about, but the human mind is not necessarily wired to help us feel amazing about ourselves and help us feel solid and happy and confident all of the time. Now, of course, this is a really broad generalization. Different people have different temperaments, different personalities, different baselines of happiness. But in general, our brains aren't the most user-friendly if our goal is to feel strong and solid and confident as we're challenging ourselves to step up into bigger things in our careers. Our brains are often, by design, going to generate self-doubt, going to lead us to be really mean and self-critical, going to lead us to nitpick all our flaws and imperfections and notice all of the things that we're doing wrong. There are very real reasons and very real elements about the human brain and the human mind that cause us to not feel confident, that cause us to feel bad about ourselves. This is something that happens and it doesn't happen to you because something's wrong with you or you're broken. One of the reasons that it happens is because the settings on our brain, like if our brain was an appliance that came out of the factory, the factory settings on our brain aren't really ones that are like, hey, brain, make sure she feels good today. Cheer her on. Be encouraging. Help her feel confident. <laughs> the factory settings on our brain are more like, keep on the lookout for danger. Don't let anything bad happen. Be hypervigilant to negative things. And so as a result, we have a lot to fight against internally. Now, this is a simplification. It's not just because of how our brains are. It's also a combination of how we grow up. And there's a huge element of developmental psychology that affects how we feel about ourselves as humans and as women. But on the whole, it's safe to say that our brains aren't always going to be working with us to help us feel confident, 
often our brains are going to be working against us and making us feel doubtful and concerned and anxious and afraid. Mindset work, I think about it, is the act of fighting against your brain and all of the games that it's trying to play with you and doing so in an empowering way. Learning to remind yourself in the moments where your brain is generating fear and doubt and self-criticism, learning to remind yourself that you know what you're doing and you've got it. And that is easier said than done. And it's an entire psychological capability that we build as humans is the ability to fight back and fight for ourselves and return to the knowing that we are fully capable even during the moments where we're experiencing heightened self-doubt and when we're really, really struggling to feel good about ourselves and to believe in ourselves. We don't have to stay stuck with the negativity that our brain offers us. We get to decide how we want to respond to it, and mindset work is about becoming more flexible in our response to these difficult thoughts and feelings so that they don't cause us to hide away and shrink away, and so that we can take up space and lead powerfully even when things get hard, even when self-doubt pops up, even when we feel like we're being stretched. This is why mindset work makes us feel truly unstoppable, because it's not about never feeling doubt. It's not about feeling perfect all the time. It's not about feeling amazing every single day. It's about knowing that no matter how you feel, no matter what difficult obstacle comes up, no matter how much self-doubt you're experiencing, you are going to move forward and you are going to move forward powerfully. When you know you have that capability, that is when you feel unstoppable because you don't have to worry about things going perfectly. You have that knowing that you can handle whatever gets thrown at you. And that's what makes for an amazing leader. An amazing leader is a leader who's resilient, who is confident about their ability to navigate hard things, and who doesn't need to rely on perfectionism in order to perform at a high level. A good leader can handle ups and can handle downs. And mindset work is when you're really good at handling the ups and handling in the downs in a way where you keep going after what matters to you most no matter what. And so you create results and you create success in your life more quickly because of that, right? Because when you're able to endure and you're able to stay strong and show up big through the ups and downs, you progress and grow faster versus if you hide and shrink and give up on yourself anytime things get hard, you're slowing your progress because you're start stopping, right? So you're stalling your growth. So mindset helps you be consistent and resilient, and it helps you keep moving forward in spite of obstacles. And when you're good at that, you become really valuable to your company, because as you take on leadership positions, companies need people that are willing to sort through the muck and move through the obstacle. They need people that can handle the complexity, the discomfort, the difficulty, the overwhelm. That's why you're going to get paid the big bucks because you have the staying power to ride the ups and downs. Now, the beautiful thing about mindset and about this ability is that anyone can grow it. There's no such thing as someone who can't become more resilient, can't become stronger, can't get better at riding the highs and the lows. And that is a huge piece of what I do with my clients. That is the mindset work. It is the unlocker of so much growth and success. 
it is literally what changed my career and my life. I have so many technical skills that have really helped me for sure, but it's really working on my internal psychological landscape that changed the game for me because suddenly I started going after what I actually wanted. I started taking more powerful action. I stopped giving up on myself. I stopped letting self-doubt dictate my decisions. I learned to lean into confidence and optimism and the belief that I could get things done, that I was good enough, smart enough, that my ideas mattered. And all of that came from strengthening my mindset. So this is why it's so important as you're growing your skills and learning new things that you're also working on your mindset because those two really go hand in hand together to unlock big success in your career. So I just shared a lot. (laughs) And as you can tell, I get very excited about mindset. I just get very pumped up about it and jazzed about it because it's so much fun to watch the growth that happens as people strengthen their mindset. It is so much fun for me to watch a client experience the joy of going into a situation that used to challenge them so much, and for the first time ever, they're like, it didn't even feel that hard this time. And it's because they've been showing up and doing the work and learning how to ride those highs and lows And they get so good at it that some of the lows that used to feel really hard for them don't even feel hard anymore. And it's so cool to watch that because then they can aim for more because the situation they're in now is becoming doable. It's becoming manageable. It's becoming easy. And they start to believe, oh, maybe I really can have that executive position. Maybe I really can go bigger and go for something that's a little more challenging. So I get very excited about mindset work. And in today's episode, I want to take this idea of skills paired with mindset even deeper to help you see where you might want to be leaning more deeply into mindset and where you might be unintentionally indexing too much on skills and therefore missing out on really big growth that you could experience. So I'm going to use a slightly different phrase to describe skills versus mindset. And this phrase really helps it make sense in my mind. And my hope is this phrase is going to help it make sense in your mind. So the phrase that I'm going to use is intellectual capacity versus emotional capacity. And I want to tell you how I think about each of these phrases what each of these phrases means to me and how you can make sense of it, and more importantly, how you can use both of these ideas to speed up your growth. Okay, so intellectual capacity for me is synonymous with skills. Intellectual capacity is my capacity to solve things through my intellect. My intellectual capacity gets deeper and stronger as I acquire more skills and knowledge. The more expertise I have, the more knowledge that I gain over the years, the more tools I learn, the more frameworks I learn, the more skills, tools, and frameworks I acquire, the deeper my intellectual capacity becomes. So as I learn more and as I study more things and as I'm exposed to more ideas and learnings in my job, my intellectual capacity expands which means that someone can throw a messy problem at me and I'm more likely to be able to solve it if I have a deeper intellectual capacity. 
the more tools I've learned, the more years of experience I have, the more things that I've been exposed to, the more likely that I'm going to have the knowledge, the intellectual capacity required to solve that problem and to tackle that problem. So intellectual capacity, when it's super deep and super robust, you become very versatile, you become very effective because you've learned so much, you've seen so much, you've been exposed to so much that someone says, hey, can you do this? Or hey, can you help with that? And you have such deep intellectual capacity from all those years and all that learning that you're like, oh yeah, I know how to fix that. I know how to do that. And you've probably had this feeling in your job where there are places where you have a very deep intellectual capacity. And when you get asked to do something that really fits with your intellectual capacity, you have that feeling of like, oh, I know how to do that. Like, I've got it. (laughs) I've got the knowledge inside to tackle that. So building intellectual capacity can be enormously satisfying. And it's really fun to watch your intellectual capacity deepen and grow as you move through your career. Okay, now I want to contrast that with emotional capacity, which is very different and it's a bit more sticky. You'll see why. We're going to talk more about it. So emotional capacity just refers to how much discomfort you are able to tolerate and still move forward in an effective way. So when I say discomfort, what I mean is any emotion that feels uncomfortable. So some examples of emotions that feel uncomfortable are uncertainty, right? Like not knowing or embarrassment or fear or anxiety. When we experience these uncomfortable feelings, if we don't have a deep emotional capacity, these feelings can prevent us from executing powerfully. If you're feeling a ton of uncertainty, a ton of overwhelm, a ton of anxiety, a ton of fear, whatever the uncomfortable emotion is, a ton of embarrassment, a ton of shame, whatever the uncomfortable emotion is, if you're feeling a lot of that emotion and it prevents you from executing in the way that you want to, that is a sign that there's a beautiful opportunity to deepen your emotional capacity. When your emotional capacity is deep, no matter what you are feeling, no matter how hard something rocks you, it doesn't impact your leadership and your ability to show up strong and execute. When your emotional capacity is deep and robust, you are able to take stronger action in your role and you are able to take on those leadership actions that will really have you standing out and getting noticed because a lot of the actions that will have you standing out and getting noticed require you to feel a little bit uncomfortable. But when your emotional capacity is high, that discomfort isn't going to deter you from taking those strong, bold, audacious, powerful actions. Some examples of those strong, bold, audacious, powerful actions are being direct, telling people what you need or what you want them to do. That can elicit fear, fear that they don't like you, fear that they're judging you, fear that you're being too assertive. So that's one example. Another example of something that you can do a lot more of when you have a deeper emotional capacity is you can be more active in putting forth ideas and suggestions and really leading people in the direction you think is best because you're able to tolerate the vulnerability and the discomfort 
that comes with putting your perspective and ideas out there to be judged by and evaluated by other people. When your emotional capacity is deep and strong and solid, the possibility of people judging your ideas and judging your direction doesn't deter you from sharing your ideas and direction. Another thing that you're able to do as your emotional capacity gets deeper is you're able to have difficult conversations. You're able to deliver constructive feedback. You're able to raise difficult topics to your boss. With a deep emotional capacity, you can tolerate the discomfort that those difficult conversations will bring up, and so you won't have to avoid them. Now, you can probably start to connect in your mind why having a deeper emotional capacity makes you wildly effective in your job. Because here's the thing, your intellectual capacity can only get you so far. Yes, it can help you solve problems. Yes, it can help you know how to move something from point A to point B. But the problem is that in order to do your job really well, and especially in order to thrive as a leader, you're also going to need to take actions that don't necessarily require a ton of intellectual capacity, but that are pretty scary and big and uncomfortable. And no amount of intellect or frameworks can help you with the scariness of disagreeing in a room full of executives or putting forth an idea that you don't know if people are going to like or having a difficult, scary conversation. No amount of frameworks and step-by-steps is going to help you in that moment where the uncomfortable feelings are arising or even just you're anticipating that the uncomfortable feelings are going to arise and you have to decide whether you're going to take an action that's going to move you closer to that discomfort. And your ability to take that scary, bold action, to speak up, to contribute in the meeting, to disagree with your boss, to vocalize your ideas, to ask for what you want, like whatever the big scary thing is that you're trying to do, your ability to do that will be dictated by your emotional capacity. As your emotional capacity gets deeper, you will be able to take those actions because it's not knowledge that you need to take those actions. It's emotional resilience that you need to take those actions. You know what to do. You already have the idea. You already have something you want to share with your boss. You already have something you want to say in the room. You already have it. It's not an intellectual problem. It's an emotional problem. It's a problem of being able to face and navigate through that difficult emotion. Now, I can feel that I have a lot to say. So what I'm going to talk about now is the bias that we have as humans towards building intellectual capacity rather than building emotional capacity. This is very important because you need to build your emotional capacity if you want to thrive and succeed in your role. But so often we are biased towards building intellectual capacity because that's more comfortable but that can lead us to getting stuck in our careers. That's what I'm going to talk about in this part. And then in part two, I'm going to talk about how to grow your emotional capacity because that's ultimately what I want you to see is I want you to see that you might be over-indexing on building your intellectual capacity and learning skills and frameworks and deepening your knowledge base and under-indexing on growing your emotional capacity. And that is often the reason that I see women stagnating. So many of my clients who I support, both in my coaching, my one-on-one coaching, and my group program, the Artist Speaking Up Academy, 
So many of them come into their work with me when they are at a crossroads in their career. They're at a crossroads where they have been working hard, they have attained a certain level of success, and then they have gotten stuck at a certain title or tenure in their company. And they have a ton of knowledge and they have a ton of skills, and yet they still aren't being told that they're ready for more leadership. They're not being seen as a leader. And it can feel very frustrating and confusing because their intellectual capacity is so damn high. They have so many skills. They know how to do so many different things in their role. And yet still, it feels like that's not enough for them to get to the next level. And so often the solve is that they have to deepen their emotional capacity. They don't need to learn a ton more things or a bunch of more knowledge, right? What they need is their ability to show up strong and powerfully during the situations that feel uncomfortable and the situations where they're typically laying low and not making a big impact in the room. And that's the pivot that really helps set them off in the right direction, So if you are feeling stuck and if you feel like you work hard, you've had some success, you know a lot and you do have a certain level of competence, but there's some reason why you're not progressing, I want to offer to you that deepening your emotional capacity is one of the most powerful things you can do. For me, it's literally what changed my life and it is such a massive focus of what I do as a coach because I see the change that happens when we're willing to be brave and go beyond what's comfortable and into the uncomfortable in order to truly become unstoppable. Because think about it, how can you become unstoppable if you can only handle what's comfortable? If you can only handle what's comfortable, By definition, you're not unstoppable because as soon as something gets uncomfortable, you are going to stop. You are stoppable. And listen, we all do it, right? Like no one enjoys being uncomfortable, but you don't have to enjoy something to learn to be unstoppable in the face of it. And when you can keep going, even when things get hard, then you are truly unstoppable. And that's why I get excited about this. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about why sometimes we get overly focused on deepening our intellectual capacity and learning skills and tools and frameworks, and we under-focus on growing our emotional capacity. There are a few reasons why this happens. The first reason why this happens is because we live in a culture that doesn't really acknowledge how important emotional resilience is, and we live in a culture, and especially corporate cultures, that overvalue intellect. And the kind of the thesis or the culture at so many companies and the beliefs that just kind of exist in the culture of so many companies is that we're here to be really smart and be intellectual and solve problems and have great ideas. And while that's true, that's actually not the most valuable thing. If it was the most valuable thing, then in order to thrive in and grow or run a successful company, all you would need to do is get really, 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 really smart. You'd just read books and learn things and study frameworks, and then all of a sudden you'd be able to make it happen. But that's not how it works, right? People's ability to thrive as a leader, to lead people and organizations through complex challenges, 
doesn't actually come just from intellectual capacity. It comes more from emotional capacity, but in the workplace that isn't often acknowledged. It's not something that's talked about. It's a really underserved area. So then it's very natural for you if you're in a corporate environment to overfocus on your intellectual capacity because it's very unlikely, like very unlikely that your manager is going to sit down with you and say, your work is to grow your emotional resilience. You need to change your relationship with your emotions. That is not common feedback, right? You tend to get this more surface level feedback. You need to learn this skill. You need to learn that skill. So it's being reinforced that you should just keep growing your intellectual capacity, just keep learning, just keep studying, just keep trying, and then you're going to get there. But in truth, that's often not the thing that's preventing you from achieving success. You have skills. You're doing well in your job. It's your emotional capacity that needs to grow. Now, (laughs) here's the other reason that we tend to underinvest on growing our emotional capacity Because it's way harder, way harder to grow our emotional capacity than it is to grow our intellectual capacity. Growing our intellectual capacity, all it requires us to do is read books and listen to podcasts and memorize things and learn things and try things. And that is super comfortable. (laughs) Stretching ourselves intellectually is comfortable. It doesn't really take us to these deeper, uncomfortable places. But stretching our emotional capacity, learning to tolerate uncertainty, learning to tolerate the fear of being judged, learning to be more vulnerable as you're taking on more leadership and putting your perspective out there for other people to react and respond to, (laughs) that feels very different than immersing yourself in a book. That feels a lot harder. That feels a lot more uncomfortable. So if we're faced with a choice and we know we need to grow and we can either choose option A, which is like, oh, you can learn all these fun things and stretch yourself intellectually or option B, you can get very uncomfortable and face difficult emotions. Like who would ever choose option B? I know I wouldn't. Who would ever want to do that? We only choose it when we see the value in it. And because it tends to be undervalued, You get in this cycle of chasing intellectual capacity and never actually deepening your emotional capacity, which is what is going to move the needle for you professionally. When you deepen your emotional capacity, you stop hiding from asking for what you need. You stop hiding from asking for the growth you want in your career. You stop hiding from putting forth perspectives at work and being proactive. You stop hiding in rooms where the people around you have bigger titles or more experience. You stop all the hiding and you start doing all the scary things that actually move the needle forward for you professionally. But it's always tempting to think like, oh, I could avoid doing those scary, uncomfortable things just by learning this other framework or, you know, deepening my intellectual capacity in this more comfortable way. We're always going to choose intellectual capacity because we don't have to put ourselves out there. We don't have to risk disappointment. We don't have to risk failure. We don't have to risk embarrassment as we build our intellectual capacity. We can just hole ourselves up (laughs) with a book (laughs) and get to work. So we're often going to choose that. But what I want to emphasize for you is that intellectual capacity will always be limited by your emotional capacity if you are interested in leadership roles. Because if you're interested in leadership roles, what's going to happen is your intellectual capacity is going to start to hit a ceiling. 
at a certain point in your career, you will have done what you're doing enough times and you will have seen the challenges and intellectual obstacles of the work you do enough times that your intellectual capacity will start to max out. You will know what you know and there won't be a ton of new things to learn and a ton of novelty. There still will be here and there, but it's going to start to flatten out. The growth of your intellectual capacity is going to start to flatten. And then what's going to be required for you to make a bigger impact is you're going to have to work on things that are more critical for your company, that have a bigger impact on the bottom line. You're going to have to manage more people. You're going to be responsible for solving really sticky, uncomfortable problems and situations. You're going to have to do things that are no longer things that you can just solve through intellectual capacity. You're going to have to do hard, scary leadership things that require emotional capacity. But the flip side is your emotional capacity is what will enable you to thrive because it will make you more versatile in leadership roles. You will be able to be more productive and you will be able to weather any sort of storm or any sort of set of ups and downs that get thrown at you. That's when you become highly valuable to a company in a much bigger role because when you're in those bigger roles, things aren't going to be smooth and dandy. And I work with so many clients who are at executive levels and they already know how like all of the intellectual stuff about their role. Like they know how to do all the things. They're not missing any knowledge. Literally, the only challenge they're facing is deepening their emotional capacity, being able to get up in front of the C-suite, being able to sell their ideas and perspectives, being able to navigate challenging dynamics that are happening within their teams. It's all emotional capacity at these higher levels. Yes, you need to have knowledge to be in a leadership role, but you're going to have that knowledge. It's going to build naturally through the exposure and the experience. So what you really want to be focused on is deepening your emotional capacity so that when you're stretched more and things feel harder on an emotional level, you are not spooked, you are not stopped by it, and you are not even remotely slowed down because you've seen it before, you've done it before, and you know 100% you can handle it. So I hope that I have sold you on why building your emotional capacity is really freaking worth it. And let me tell you, this is what will make you feel confident. It is the knowing that you can handle anything. It is the knowing that nothing's gonna be too difficult. Nothing is going to take you out. There's nothing that will stop you from showing up as the strong, bold, confident leader that you want to be. That is going to make you feel so freaking confident. And in part two of this series, I'm gonna do a part two because I have so much more to say. In part two of this series, I'm going to talk you through how to build your emotional capacity so that you can become unstoppable, so that you have the internal flexibility that's really required for you to thrive and perform at higher and higher levels. I'm so excited to dive deeper into this. I will catch you in part two of this episode. And if you're wanting even more (laughs) and you don't want to wait for part two to come out, which I'll publish it quickly, I'll publish it within a day or two of this episode dropping. But if you want even more inspiration, guidance, and wisdom to support you in your career, get on my newsletter by clicking the link in the show notes. 
every week I send out career advice. Sometimes I do mini video trainings. Sometimes I host pop-up like free coaching events. And I always, always, always share that stuff with my newsletter first. So if you want advice, inspiration, and resources from me, and you just want to be the first to know what's happening, add yourself to my newsletter by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. Your presence is so appreciated. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.